Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero, and you're listening to the Tour Coach Podcast. These are a collection of conversations, roundtable discussions, interviews with friends, people I meet, people I teach, folks that come to see us, people that I teach with, respect and admire all from around the world of golf. If you're a golf nut, a golf junkie, you love golf instruction, or maybe you just want a little entertainment, you're in the right place. We've got over 200 conversations out there available for you now on the Tour Coach, and I'm excited as we head into 2024. Our goal is to bring you more content each and every week and help all of you enjoy and play the game of golf better. Special thanks to my sponsors that have all been with me for such a long time. Thanks to McConnell Automotive, Mitch McConnell and the folks at McConnell Automotive, and the folks at Bushnell Golf. Couldn't do any of it, especially pro work without them. Vineyard Vines, keeping us looking good and always taking care of us at all the retreats. And, of course, Shrikshan and Cleveland Golf and the folks there, whether it's Chip Holcomb, Eddie Dry, Mason Prang, Noel Zavada, Roddy McDonald, all of them, everybody that has uh, in, been part of our journey with Shrikshan Cleveland Golf for over 23 years, I believe it is now. So, uh, And also want to welcome one of the new sponsors to the do sweepers and the tour coach podcast and that would be visor skin care and our folks uh the franklins who are been do sweepers and fans of us for a long time and it is by far the best skin care and sunscreen out there uh, so make sure you check them out as well and hope you enjoy this season of the tour coach and what we've got going on we're looking forward to bringing you some great stuff and enjoy this conversation here on the tour coach all right, so sitting in with me here, a little, little more discussion, content, uh, a little quieter than last night from the PGA show, uh, Rick Fair, who we've had on before. I'm a huge follower of you on Twitter, X, whatever the heck we call it now. Right. Uh, what, 17 years on the PGA Tour? Am I that, right about that? That's correct. Came, yeah, came to a slow death about 17 years in. <laughs> So been teaching a bunch. I, you went from playing. You were an agent for a while also, if I'm not mistaken. I was. I was. I started off in 03 teaching, jumped in, had a short gig as a director of golf GM, and and then tried to make a comeback and then moved into sports agency. So I was, I was a sports agent for about seven years. Very few things less questionable than or more questionable than golf instructors, agents would be up there. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's right, that's right, yeah. Boy, and it's changed now with, it's like a team sport negotiating huge contracts, yeah. right? Totally different deal, especially, you know, you factor in all the, you know, I think now, too, with the, the change in landscape with Liv and, uh, and NIL. Uh, I mean, you know, these guys got to be young guys that have a lot of potential, got to be pretty business savvy coming out. Absolutely, absolutely. And so that sport, you know, I left long before that NIL stuff, and it's like, yeah, you know, it's uh, the professional entry starts early, so earlier, so to speak. So, all right, let's talk about we we talked about a year ago. So, I mean, you you're teaching a bunch of good young players up there. I follow you. Uh, talk to me a little about the last year, and and as you've continued to develop and. Not develop as an instructor is not the right word, but continue down the path of being a coach and a teacher. I love the stuff you put out there on Twitter because it's so much. I mean, you're obviously making people better, but a lot of it's about learning to play golf better. A hundred percent. And, you know, I'm fine with the word developing. Like, I'm not ashamed. I think, shoot, man, I feel like I stack up fine against, you know, (laughs) all the greats like you and and all that. My clientele is different being in Seattle, right? I mean, it's like I don't work with quite as many you know, it, you know, sitting on the edge of the playing on tour type of type right. of player, and and a lot of the folks I work with are just weekend golfers. But 
Um, the developing, I'll never stop. I mean, it's I've always got stuff to learn. And my passion is to learn all, as much about everything as possible and then figure out how it all works together and make it as simple as possible. And I know your model, you know, you've got a, a fantastic team, right? So you got right. specialists all around you. And I'm kind of, I refer people out when it comes to fitness and TPI mm-hmm. stuff and, and whatever else. But but I'm kind of I'm kind of a standalone, so I got to be able to know right. enough about everything to to be effective, and I love it. So when you look at it from, I always I like listening to you talk to you because you come from a player's perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So, do you think how different is instruction now versus when you were playing? Uh, a lot, quite a bit, and I think it, for the most part, it's it's almost all good, right? I mean, like like I'm not. <laughs> No way I want to be standing in the way or, right. you know, voice a dis- disagreement with advancements, with, you know, measurements and the whole thing. But ultimately, I feel like sometimes um, I don't want to move away from the human element because that is a human being with emotions and everything else that's fighting for their lives at times right. and whatever. It's like, you know, it's hard to measure that. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually have an EEG wearable, you know, that I'll use once in a, oh, once wow. in a while. Yeah, right, just to, you know, and like I don't use it as often as I thought I would, but but it indicates I understand that, you know, when that heart rate gets jacked up, you know, and you're trying, you're breathing hard, you know, working right. on your breathing, but you're gonna have to hit a shot when you can't control it. You know, I mean so so that gets more that gets more into technique. It's like I you know, I hate to use the word choke shot, but I'll tell you what, stand on eighteen at T P C Sawgrass. You better have a shot. Yeah, you better have a shot. So when you Go back to your playing days, like you know, uh, what? How do you relay, if you can, the you know the how to handle the pressure, how to handle the the stuff? Go, you know, mm-hmm. the, like you're talking about the heart rate, the breathing, all that stuff. Like to me, you know, that's stuff you learn from playing a little bit, and if you can get help from somebody that's been in there, mm-hmm. you know, that's the stuff that like. Uh, um, you know, I don't think a track man tells you, right? Or a gears doesn't tell you what your asshole's going to feel like on the 18th with a one-shot lead, right? Yeah. Uh, well, and I, I, one of the cool things that I'm seeing is, like, there's more and more technology that's going to allow us to measure what's happening when you're away from your our studios, you yeah. know, and that sort of thing, right? And so, so that's good. It's like, so what, you know, what's the tendency when the heart rate goes up and all that stuff? But um, I, I think I want my players to be very self-sufficient mm-hmm. right if you don't need me ever again i've i've been a success you know what right. i mean and i just feel like you know we're an age I, i'm at, you know 60 years of age so i i didn't have google sitting there will give me an answer and whatever but i do think we have you know we're moving in this era where hey it's ai will write it for you whatever but i think that when you're out there, you know, we send you out into the wilderness. You got a pocket knife, and there's bears, and you got to return alive. You know, I mean, I think it's a, I guess, a strange analogy, but I think that, man, you know, when you're playing for something you care deeply about, and you stand on that first tee, and you start seeing all the trouble instead of the middle of the fairway, and I mean, there's, I don't know. I think that combined, if we take all the folks, you have a, you know, a strong team, you know, that that addresses those things, and. I think we need to graduate players into self-sufficiency, and um, each each person needs something different. It's like, yeah, there's there's technical stuff that just will not survive. You How know? do you? I love that angle and want to go down that road. How do we help players become more self-sufficient? I, I've tried. 
I mean, I, that's something I strive to do, right? And I think some players are harder to get that way than others. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you have players that will send you 10 videos every day, right? That's right. Like, I mean, shit didn't change right. that much from yesterday to today. Right. Um, how do you help players become more self-sufficient? And then to follow that up, you came from an era where, I mean, we're close to the same age. Like the guys I like watched like you coming up. It, I mean, there were a lot of different golf swings. Um, you didn't see as many. I don't think you saw as many teachers out on tour. No. No. So were players more, did, were they more self-sufficient then than they are now? They can afford to bring you out, Tony, now. <laughs> um, the money sucked back then relatively. but So that may be part of it. But we, the, the industry of, of coaching and instruction has evolved. So that's not a bad thing at all, mm-hmm. right? But, but I, you know, maybe I mentioned it. I don't want to get in trouble. But in our you know, previous conversation mm-hmm. a year ago, whatever, like I don't understand some of the element. I think there's talented coaches out there, but it's like, what do you? What the heck is a putting coach doing out there every week with his players? I mean, that's the simplest part of the game. Now, I I was really good at it, but it's like I think sometimes, you know, you know, you gotta. Am I holding it tight? Am I holding it whatever with the my you know five footer I gotta make? You know, mm-hmm. there's some some basic elements of that, but I think that um, the difference would be most of us didn't even see our swings growing up. You right. know what I mean? No, no. And so, so the mission was different, right? So it's like, you know, what's the task? Task is, you know, you learn to make, hit the ball before the club hits the ground. You center, center of face, control the face. I never thought in those terms. It's like, but I looked at I mean, where the heck's the ball going and what, what would I, what does the club need to do differently to do what I want the ball to do? And obviously there's supporting structure that makes that, highly likely or hey you, you know you luck out once in a while so i mean there's nowadays um i just think we're on a great path i think there's far less bad instruction and coaching Agree. you know and so i think most of us all have I, I mean i think that the evolution of you know obviously the track man stuff with all the d-plane stuff and the mm-hmm. biomechanics and the 3d stuff is made where I mean, unless you've been under a rock, right? Mm-hmm. I think most people that take it seriously, what we do, have a lot of the same info, right? I mean, like, mm-hmm. I mean, we may have different preferences mm-hmm. or think we get to places in different ways, but like, I mean, I don't, don't you agree with that? Like, I mean, you know, you don't see too many mm-hmm. wacky yeah. stuff. Other, you're right. And other than maybe the present debate about hitting a standard pitch shot, you know, but, you know, that... <laughs> Plenty that, of arguments about that around Yeah, yeah, so, but, you know, I was at Open Forum, you know, two nights ago. How was that? It's great. I mean, I learned something, you know, and, and it's interesting. I just think we have different approaches. Like, like I, I might have a preference to see somebody figure it out without even knowing, you know, like, I mean, we're going to measure it, we're going to whatever, but often by, you know, like, I use, I use pressure mat a fair amount, and... And somebody's got a trace. They're getting out to that lead toe, and they're they're hung up, and can't control club face. Mm-hmm. And if they've played, you know, if they're a decent player, I say, well, let's hit some freaking slices that start left of the target. And of course, the trace mm-hmm. gets linear. I prefer a linear trace. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know, I mean, there's there's ways. I don't want to call them hacks, but it's like, yeah. hey, let's give them a task and say, hey, there you see, you know, whatever. Right. I mean, I've done that. I don't officially work with tour players, but when I was at teaching at TPC Scottsdale, of course, I see the guys and. You know, they may say, hey, I say, how's it going? It's like, ah, oh, man, I'm, I got kind of the two-way miss going. Well, I know what the hell that means. Sorry, the language. Yeah, no, no, I mean, right. it's like, I know what's going on. I said, well, let's see it. Start, 
I, it can be a buck ugly slice, but let's see, you hit one that starts left of target and curves right. And usually 10 swings in, they're done, they're fixed, right? Because they already, they know they're how the heck. They're good. They're already good, right? So that's a different, and I, I think that, and I'm obviously watching from afar. I'm not out there on tour with you, but. But I think sometimes, and I'm sure it's you, but I feel like sometimes it's like, you know, there is, there's a different pathway, man. You don't have to change, you know, take away. You don't have to, like, you know, and you know, when you take a really good player and you make you know, a significant change, you know, whatever, there's got to be a really good reason for it because they're gonna, it's going to be a while before that's mm-hmm. going to show up at the moment, right? So um, I, that's probably the former player influence. And I yeah. might, and I might over compensate in that direction in my teaching I, I you know but but I that's because and we've talked about before my career kind of r- was ruined by changing my golf swing and so do you yeah. see as many players watch it from afar that go to try to retool their whole golf swings anymore I'm sorry in, like, for whom yeah you know, just what like, type of player see, I mean just like just watch it from afar yeah tour players good college players Mm-hmm. People that are really aspiring to get better. I mean, I think I always tell folks there's two type of teaching. Like if you come to me and you're 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, mm-hmm. and bunch of talent and you really want to be good, like, well, you know, I might change more stuff to match things, right? Right. But if you come to me and you're 25 or you're 27 and you're uh-huh. already maybe in college, out of college, really good, and you're just trying to refine things, mm-hmm. or you're a tour player, like, that to me is totally different. Like, that's like what, you know... Yeah, like, I'm with you. Versus, like, I, I, you know, the thing that I think hurts players is when teachers try to put their stamp on a player, right? Like, Yeah, man, to, I don't want to make judge their, anybody's no, motivation. No, you know yeah, saying, yeah, right? oh, yeah. Like, trying to put their philosophy to it, right? So, uh, but just, you know, anyways, I mean, I think that... Uh, I think there's different types of coaching. Yeah. Is what it's saying like, and that's why I think having been a been a player at such a high level is such an advantage for young people when they come to you because, like, if they're already pretty good mm-hmm. and they got an aptitude for it, mm-hmm. like just learning hacks, like you said, isn't necessarily the right word, but the Short, like some of not the even tool, shortcuts, but what's the most efficient, trade, right? Like how to how to just fix things on the fly, right? Yeah, hundred percent, and I, I agree with you completely. It's like I'll have people come. I, I think I'm pretty approachable, mm-hmm, so I, for sure. you know, and comfortable with people are comfortable with me. And when I get a player coming to me, and it might be a struggling D one woman golfer that you know comes to me in town in Seattle, and it's like, okay, what are we doing here? Do you just you just want to make the lineup, or what professional golf? What do you, you know? What are you pursuing here? And I need to know where they're trying to go, right? right. So when you, you're, you're, I think when you're talking about 12, 13, 14, they, they want to play college golf and maybe play professionally one day. I said, well, now I know where you got to go, right? Where we got to get you, right? And if you look at this, their mechanics and whatever and say, well, there's literally no way that's going to work, then we're going to be more aggressive, right, with change. But um, if I feel like, hey, is that portion of what I'm looking at and watching or their performance – can that get them there? You know what I mean? And, um, right, so that's, that's, that's evaluating, okay, what are the shortcomings and, and that sort of thing, and, right? And if it's, well, I don't know, what do you think? If you've got a 14, 15-year-old cl- player, let's say a, a, a young man, yep. how much club head speed is that? Uh, what's the minimal they got to get to for when they, three years, they're going to enter college, okay? And then, but we know 
the pipeline coming out, it's going to be faster and faster, right? So the yeah. PGA Tour is going to see that. Right now, the average is, you know, all the young guys are going to be faster. And so how far do we got to go? Like, okay, we say, okay, we're good. Speed's not the issue now. Now we're working on club face control and trajectory and, you know, whatever. And I've just, I've got an overwhelming number of juniors coming to me with, they're more than on track with club speed, but they have no idea how to hit hit an iron shot. <laughs> oh, for sure. And, and I mean, that's my philosophy when it comes to developing players is I feel like my job, we're talking like the 12, 13, 14, or, you know, like, hey, I'm going to, we're going to help you build good fundamentals, you know, pretty good club face, mm-hmm. right? Um, get it to swing. You know, it can be a little into out, a little out to end, whatever, but not crazy. Mm-hmm. And develop your pivot both ways mm-hmm. to fit you. And then, you know, and then I'm pretty honest with them and the parents. And I say, like, okay, like, once we get to this point, then it's kind of up to you to get in the gym, to do things with it that make you strong enough, big enough, fast enough, mm-hmm. stable enough to do it. You're working right? on the limiters, you know, like right? you can only go so fast with certain mm-hmm. body. And, and and I know yeah. that there's people that do, and have tons of success, and they just go after trying to get them to create speed first, right? Uh, and, and I don't necessarily think that either side's better. That's just the process I've gone through. And, and like you talked about team stuff, like I'm fortunate to have Morgan, who's great, with me all the time teaching there in Mobile, and then you've got Colby Tuye, who you know works with the best players in the world down there at Jupiter, and Aaron McConley who works with Colby. He's always with me. Like you know, so I've got access to that, right? To put these kids with that, and so it works. It works for me, and and I've just found like for most of the time when you take a 13, 14, 15 year old kid and you get get them learning to move their body correctly, generally the speed starts. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, we've had some kids. I've had some guys I've taught played. You know, SEC golf just and they just they were small, man. They weren't ever going to hit it very, yeah, hard, right. Yeah. And like that's a struggle. I mean, and that's a hard conversation to have because they really want it. Like, hey, and you care about them. You're trying hard. Ultimately, they let you go because they think somebody else has got the magic bullet to be able to get. But like, you know what? If nowadays you only hit it off the tee, you hammer it, uh-huh. and it's two eighty five, two ninety. Uh-huh. Like in your day, my day, right. that was great, right? right. Man, that's that's hard to look per se. You know what? You're, it's it's going to be a struggle. Yeah, you got If you happen to sneak into a tour card, you might make a living on Harbor Town and Riviera right. and whatever. And you just you know the big stuff is going to be tough. And um, yeah, I, I was talking to Scott Fawcett last night, and in the conversation, I described like I played really well in the what's now the Amex. You know, mm-hmm. I finished second yeah. a couple, couple years in a row, and I went deep. Because you're a good putter out there. Well, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> that true. Helps out there. Well, no putting, you know, that doesn't matter that much, Tony. Yes. <laughs> but, oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, but no, I, I, I was the driver never escaped me. I mean, I was never leaving play. I mean, I was average length, but you know, I grew up on stuff. I don't know if you've seen courses in the Seattle Pacific Northwest. I mean, you got 35 yards from tree limb to tree yeah. limb and oh, stuff yeah. like that, and so. I just and I could shape it, you know, was in the air, and so I, I, I was hitting driver, slicing it around the corner off on those little little desert courses, and so I was the long hitter that week because the other guys were hitting two irons to the corner, and I'm sneaking around, you know, shaping it, and so I I now had a stroke gain adva- advantage with the driver, mm-hmm. like which is rare, right? And so I just shortened up the golf course with 
that week. But yeah. but you're right that it's like, and it's it is sad. I think you're referencing. Hey, you got a just a, a great young kid, just small. Mm-hmm. The genetics say you're going to be small, and it's like I mean, not everybody can play in the NBA. No, right? And, yeah. Yep. And going back to that sports agent thing, I had I can't remember what year it was, maybe 2008 or something like that. And I get a call from a rep, and and I'm pitching a client. You know, it's a club equipment manufacturer. And the the first question was, "How big is he?" And that was like, "Okay, we've entered that zone, right?" I mean, that didn't that wasn't a, a first leading question, but it's like they're looking at, "Hey, the the odds are better for success if you're big and strong and the whole thing, right?" So yeah, the game's changed and. And we're, the money's attracting great athletes. It's, yeah, yeah, they're for sure, they're they're better, better athletes. What do you think about the, this ball rollback, and what will that do to folks like us that develop juniors and develop players? Is that I don't, I personally, it matters a bit. Just, yeah. just tell us what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like, um, you know, obviously you're high speed players. We don't know yet, but let's say it costs them what 15 yards or something like that if it's the same across the board i did probably more if if this ball happens to behave differently on a miss hit or spins more to go offline i think that's more of an influence than pulling you back i mean i honestly i (laughs) a lot of it's made i think just in theory you know people Mm -hmm. have opposition some people are just anti-regulation across the board right right? you know that way in every part of life right i get it if that's your viewpoint and whatever but I, i just like, I think it's an overreaction, you know, and, and I know there's the, I don't fully understand the economic thing for the industry and whatever, but my feeling is like, hey, you know, if you have a competitive sport, I mean, baseball, I I know former president of the Mariners and Seattle Mariners and stuff, and, you know, they're working with the ball all the time. You know, is it you storm in humidity? Do you storm, because, like, how they want more balls in play. Mm-hmm. The strikeout home run thing is, in their mind, less entertaining. So they want more balls in play and just... Right, we're seeing action and base runners right. and stuff, and so they're manipulating that, and that's really what professional golf. It's professional golf seems to not want it, right? Obviously, but the USGA is concerned, right? And so, I just think that I don't. Guess what? They're not asking me. Yeah, just tell me what it's going to be, and let's go that direction. Well, I think that what they've done. I mean, I, and I don't know all of the details, but like, I don't know that the rollbacks enough that it's going to take. It's not like it's going to take us back. To 1985. It's not the golf ball, by the way. Right. Oh, I hit the same ball with my old driver, and I hit my new one as 30 yards at my mm-hmm. club head speed. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, just that's the golf club. Mm-hmm. But they're not touching that. It's no. like the economy. <laughs> well, so, no, but yeah. they, if they were going to do something, it, probably the time to do it would have been about 10 years ago. Oh, sure, because years. now, yeah, changing the rules on our kids, and we used to let you do one thing. and you know, I mean, it's yeah. just nobody wants that. Well, that's what's going to be interesting, too, is like you got kids like, I mean, you we, every year we have somebody from a high school, high school junior golfer, play in a tour event, make a cut or something. Yeah. So you're going to have like, so the rules for high school, I mean, are they going to be, you know, I mean. It's, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, so that, the bifurcation thing, that was a problem. Yeah, right, for then, sure. You know, and then, too, like if the tour doesn't do it, doesn't go along with it, and, you know, then you got to play a different ball at the U.S. Open, I mean, or whatever. Oh, yeah. it's That's be, a mess, yeah. Yeah, so it's good, but it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Well, man, I appreciate you, one, taking the time to come last night it was a blast hanging out with thanks you. for having us yeah um, that was fun it was a good time always good getting all those teachers together i think the more we could do uh, you know a relaxed setting everybody hanging out exchange well, it, was, it was awesome to put faces including yours with the voices you mm-hmm. know of your team and that i hear you know on you know obviously listen to your tour coach all the time and 
I appreciate you having me on. No, it was it was great, and uh, we'll keep doing this. And uh, uh, next time I have a reason to come to the Northwest, I'm, yeah. I'm going to yeah. just come hang. If out. you come and you don't it, stop it, by, I'm going to be. No, no, I promise gonna, you. If yeah. I, when I get to Seattle. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the uh, only place I've ever been in Seattle is I've been to Chambers Bay twice up there for the yeah. amateur and yeah. the U.S. And it's probably the least representative of our golf courses. It, it, but, well, that's what but everybody the only says. The only, that's what everybody says, too. And like, it's like the only one big enough to handle, handle but it was today's beautiful. game. It was, yeah. it, you know, yeah. the views were beautiful. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. man, you're doing awesome stuff. It's great. It's fun Appreciate to watch. It. Appreciate you sitting in. Thanks. Thanks. Right. I hope you enjoyed this edition of The Tour Coach and this conversation that we brought to you about playing, learning, and teaching the game of golf. We'll be back next week with another edition of The Tour Coach. In between now and next week, make sure you follow us on our social channels. You can always find me at The Dew Sweeper on Instagram or go to our YouTube page where you'll see a scene and a video from my teachings daily on our YouTube channel. You can find that by looking up Tony Ruggiero and The Dew Sweepers on YouTube. Until then, make sure you follow and check out Everything Tour Coach and all our sponsors, Trixon Cleveland Golf, Bushnell, Vineyard Vines, and Buick GMC. I'll be back next week to help all of us appreciate, learn, and enjoy the game of golf. Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero. And look, recently, several teachers I know and several players have had some scares with skin cancer. In fact, I recently went and saw a dermatologist here in town, and I had a couple things frozen off, eyelid, my face, my earlobe, and not getting any younger. And I know I know it's getting to that time of the season where it's cooler, but look, being in the sun is a real deal, and I've not been very good, to be totally honest, my whole career at using it at all because I didn't like how greasy it was, how hard it was to get off your hands, how it clogged up my pores. And then I found this sunscreen, Visor Skin Care. It's clear. It goes on. It doesn't dry you out. It isn't greasy. It's like you didn't put anything on. By far, it's the best sunscreen I've ever used. Without a doubt, is the easiest to use. And we've got a discount code for all of you. All you have to do is go to visorskincare.com. Is use our code word, Dewsweeper. Visorskincare.com, code word, Dewsweeper.